Hey friends, welcome back to another Seed Talk with Lisa and Lane. Hey Lane. Hello. Friends, Lane has something um, lined up for us today that we hear a lot of questions about. And so, but before we dive in, keep in mind that you can learn more about the work that we do every day over at thegardenersworkshop.com. All right, Lane, take it away. Okay. So today we have a really, well, I think it's a fun topic. Do you think it's a fun topic, Lisa? Oh yeah. I think it's a topic of conversation around here pretty often. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So January is just a really great time to organize anything in your life as it turns over from one year to the next. And it's especially a good time to organize your seed collection, especially before spring hits and the seed starting freight train leaves the station and really kicks into high gear. It's a good idea to have your whole collection organized and make sure everything's easy to find. So we'll be going through that today. We will not be talking so much about which containers we use to store seeds, but this is more about how we organize and categorize and group things. So that's what we'll be talking about today. Great. I am pretty excited about this because it's a constant struggle. Doesn't matter how long you've been doing this, this is something that needs to happen each and every year, right, Lane? It doesn't like it ever does. get fixed. Yeah, it doesn't. And the other thing I want to say is there is no one right or wrong way to organize your seeds. There's just the way that works best for you. So we're just going to present some different options to you and you can decide which way works best for your situation. Great. Let's do it. All right. So the first point we wanted to make was it's important before you start organizing to really consider what your seed organizational goals are. What's the point of this? What do you want to get out of it? So for example, for me in my situation, I tend to buy really large quantities of seeds and I try to take care of them to make sure they last as long as possible. So I store all my seeds in cold storage in either the refrigerator or the freezer. And just a reminder, because I love this fact from one of my reference books, but between 32 and 122 degrees Fahrenheit for every 10 degree Fahrenheit rise in temperature and every 1% rise in seed moisture, seed life is cut in half. Wow. Yes. So that's just a reminder that it is a good idea to store your seeds cool and dry if you're trying to prolong their life. And something else that can negatively affect a seed's viability over time is temperature fluctuations. So taking seeds in and out of the freezer constantly, for example. So one of my goals when I'm organizing my seeds is to try to group them in such a way that minimizes the unnecessary times they're coming into or out of cold storage. So just as an example, if I stored larkspur, which I only direct seed in the fall, in the same container with sunflowers, which I'm sowing weekly every week throughout the growing season, I would be taking out that larkspur unnecessarily in and out of the refrigerator or freezer constantly throughout the growing season. And there's really no need for me to do that. So that's one of my goals. I also, of course, want to be able to find what I'm looking for easily or have someone find it for me. So if my husband's helping me, I would just want to be able to tell him to get XYZ. <laughs> seed and have him easily be able to find it. And I also want to make sure that I'm using up my oldest seeds first and I know how many seeds are remaining so I don't over or under buy. So those are just some of my goals when I'm organizing. Lisa, what are some of your goals since you're in a farm setting and you have a lot of people helping you over there? Sure. So for us, it is having the seed that we need when we need it. Right. And to be able to do that, you really need to be able to see what it is that you have. So the number one goal I have as the lead farmer is to be sure that we have the 
seed on hand when we actually need it. And we find that storing seeds with the like needs um, allows it to be the easiest to find, to keep, to have at a glance, like what Lane was talking about. You're right. not taking those, you know, you're not mixing your seasonal seeds together from different seasons or their different requirements, whether they're direct sown or started indoors. Um, so actually having some divisions amongst my seeds and then keeping them together. And then, you know, you go deeper and keep them alphabetized and so forth and so on um, just helps to have them organized because it's even crazier when it's more than you dipping yeah. into the seeds. It's really, really difficult. Um, so, and we've never perfected every year. We think this is the year we're going to fix the problem we had last year. Um, and so you just keep after it. And for you, time is money yeah. since this is a business. Yeah. So I'm sure you want your employees to be able to find whatever seed they're looking for and waste as little time as possible doing that. Exactly. And then even worse is like to spend 30 minutes looking for a seed to not ever find it. And then they have to go start looking for another seed. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, so it 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 has, we've been there, done that. All right. So our next tip is going to be to separate your seeds into groups. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, there's no one right or wrong way to do this. So perhaps you only buy the amount of seeds that you're planning on using for that season. You store them at room temperature and you just want to do a simple system where they're all grouped together and just alphabetized or something like that. But it can be helpful, like we mentioned before, to separate into some groups that make sense for you or that make your workflow easier. So what groups do you tend to separate your seeds into? to Lisa? Well, the first split that happens is, is it a warm season or a cool season hardy annual, which is typically yes. what we pretty much only start. And, you know, I wanted to add that this doing this step really helps people to learn so much about when to start stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's another part of the equation. It's like, once you realize there's two groups of, of annuals, warm and cool, as we have pictured here, and you learn how to figure out which that is, and it then it goes into the appropriate group of organizational seeds. That's like all of a sudden now you wouldn't even think about the warm season stuff when it's cool season seed starting time, right? So that's what we do. That's the first is that we separate them out from warm to cool. And um, then we don't direct sow any warm season, so we don't do it for those, but in cool um, we do take those direct sown seeds um, typically and group them together um, because they're kind of just a whole, they're handled just very differently here on the farm. I do the exact same thing as you, Lisa. I do warm season and cool season separated. There are always some times of overlap when you might be grabbing for both of them at the same time, but for the most part, they do have pretty different planting times. And my mind, like yours, Lisa, I just instantly categorize the seeds into warm and cool. So that just makes it easier for me too. And then also I do the same thing as you separating out the direct seeded cool season flowers because those really only come out one time a year. And right. it's just easy to grab whatever that container is and go outside and sow them. And then the only other thing I also do separately is my sunflowers that I'm going to be sowing weekly, just because like I mentioned, I store everything cool and I don't need to be pulling everything out weekly if I'm just really after the sunflowers. Yep. That pretty much works for us too. I mean, you just want to minimize the in and out anytime, right? Right. So another thing I wanted to touch on is that I know some people do like to group their seeds by is they'll group their seeds by the start date. So they might have 
tabs or containers or something where it might say January 14th or February 1st, or even four weeks before frost date or six weeks before frost date or something, and they group their seeds more by date. Why do you choose not to do that? Because we succession plant. I mean, that's just, there is no one date that we could actually choose for that in most cases. Um, yeah, so that's not very effective for us because we do repetitively plant many of the seeds over and over again. Yeah, that is the same reason that I don't do it also. It works really well on the first round of plantings, but then it can get a bit convoluted as you succession plant. But a lot of people do have success with that and they do like doing it that way, especially if they don't have a separate calendar to keep track of when they're starting their seeds or maybe they don't have a spreadsheet or something. So that's just something to think about, but do know that it can get a little confusing with succession planting, but I'm sure there are ways around it if that's the way you want to go. So for example, maybe you could just move the seeds to their next planting date each time you use them. Okay, the next tip is going to be consider which name you're going to alphabetize by in your groups. So are you going to call basil basil? Is it going to be under B or is it going to be under O for awesomeum? Is larkspur going to be under L or is it going to be under C for consolida? So do you prefer personally, Lisa, to organize by common or botanical names or a mix? It's kind of, now that we're talking about it, it is kind of a mix. Yes. So we file larkspur under larkspur and basil under basil, but yet pot marigolds, which is calendula, is under right. calendula. Right. So I think it's what is the most familiar name is what we tend to follow by. So it works out really well because it gets really confusing if you have additional people helping you. You know, so it's the language that you talk about the flowers by is the name we actually use it. That's the exact same thing we do because, again, my husband is very often helping me and I just want to be able to tell him which flower we need. And it's categorized, alphabetized under that name, whatever the name we commonly call it, which might be the common name or it might be the botanical name. Exactly. Exactly. So whatever works best for you. And then our last tip is actually going to be something that's really important. And this is going to help you to make sure you're using up the oldest seeds first and also help you keep track of how many seeds you have remaining so you don't over or under buy. So our tip is going to be to make sure you're writing the date received on your seed packs. And then that way you can use the oldest ones first. And then also to track the quantity remaining in those seed packs. So let's say it started off with 100 seeds and you ended up using 25 of them. Well, you could write on there that there are 75 seeds left. And then the next time, if you use 25 more, there are 50 seeds left. So that way you can just quickly look and get a sense of how many seeds are there in your inventory. Or you can say how many seeds you used out of the pack, just some way of tracking what's in there. And you know, that doesn't take but just a moment, but that is so valuable and helpful later when oh, you yes. go, I mean, the next year, especially for direct seeded stuff. I mean, it's just, it's really, really helpful. It is. It's really important. And it helps to make sure your seeds are hopefully going to be viable when you go to use them because you're trying to get rid of the old ones first and use them in some sort of a logical order. Exactly. And if I have multiple packs of a given variety, by the way, I just make a habit out of rubber banding them together and putting the oldest one on top so it gets used up first. Right. 
Okay, well, that does it for this episode of Seed Talk. If you're watching over on YouTube, feel free to share. How do you organize your seeds? I'm sure everyone would like to hear that. And you can also use the form linked in the show notes if you'd like to share with us and you're listening on a podcast app. And by the way, if anyone wants to hear a really in-depth discussion about seed storage, we have one back in episode 11. So feel free to go back and check that out. Thank you so much for joining us. And we appreciate everyone who has left ratings and reviews in a podcast app. And we love your likes and comments over on YouTube. And if you're enjoying Seed Talk, make sure to share it with a friend. But thank you so much for joining us again. Yeah, friends. So if you, we think everybody should store their seeds properly, but there is so many different parts of that, right? So we look forward to hearing about how you guys are doing it. And until we meet again, friends. Ciao. Bye.